Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. Hello, and welcome to today's Lifting Lessons at Lunch. My name is Brother John David. I'm the youth pastor at Calvary Baptist Church, and I'm thankful that you've taken a few minutes out of your day, whether you watch this at lunch or some other time, you've taken a few minutes to take a look at the Word of God with us and see what He has for us today. I hope that this will be a blessing to you. We're going to be looking at chapter 2 of Philippians, verses 17 and 18. We've seen throughout the, the book so far in the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hopefully you've watched the rest of them, and um, you've seen an overwhelming theme of joy, um, reasons that we can have joy in our life. And so these verses that we're going to look at today are no different. I want you to look with me at Philippians chapter 2, verses 17 and 18. The Bible says, Yea, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. For the same cause also do ye joy and rejoice with me. So we know through our study of the book of Philippians so far that the overwhelming theme here is joy. Now joy and rejoice are used about 16 times in this book of Philippians and it's not a very large book so that's quite a number of times for it to be used. And we see here in verses 17 and 18 that these verses, these words are used one time each in both verses. So I would say if the theme is repeated in both of these verses that these verses are probably pretty important for us to take a look at. In chapter 2 we see a theme of humility which should reside in our lives but we see that patterned in the life of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Paul is describing joy in something here in verses 17 and 18 that we could never think of having joy. We would say that that's contrary to what the world is telling us. But I want you to look at a few things here with me and let's see what the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is telling us from these verses. First of all, we're going to look at Paul's willingness to be a sacrifice. Paul said in verse 17, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice. Now, immediately our mind should go back to the Old Testament. When we think of sacrifice, when we think of these things being offered upon something, we think of Old Testament sacrifice. In Numbers chapter 15, we see some guidelines for sacrifice that's to be made to God by the people. And the Lord spake, we're going to be in Numbers chapter 15, this is verse 1. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye be come into the land of your habitations, which I give unto you, and will make an offering by fire unto the Lord, a burnt offering, or a sacrifice in performing a vow, or a free will offering, or in solemn feast, to make a sweet savor unto the Lord of the herd or of the flock, then shall he that offereth his offering unto the Lord bring a meat offering of a tenth deal of flour mingled with the fourth part of an hen of oil and the fourth part of an hen of wine for a drink offering shalt thou prepare with the burnt offering or sacrifice for one lamb or for a ram thou shalt prepare for a meat offering two tenths deals of flour mingled with the third part of a hen of oil and for a drink offering thou shalt offer a third part of a hen of wine of wine and a sweet set for a sweet savor unto the Lord. 
And when thou preparest a bullock for a burnt offering or for a sacrifice and performing a vow, and peace offering is unto the Lord. Then shall he bring with the bullock, a bullock, a meat offering of three tenths deals of flour with a half hen of oil. And thou shalt bring for a drink offering half a hen of wine, and for an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. So these sacrifices, these meat offerings that we see in these verses were accompanied with a drink offering, something that was uh, poured on top of or in front of uh, the sacrifice here. And that is what's, what Paul is, being, is talking about here. He is willing to be a sacrifice just as these things had to be a sacrifice uh, for the people to God. Paul's saying, I'm ready to be laid down on the altar and I'm ready to be sacrificed. He's expressing to the Philippians that he is if he is required to make the ultimate sacrifice, let's back up to verse 16, holding forth the word of, of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. He's saying, I haven't put forth the word of God. I haven't put forth the gospel and labored in vain. I know that what I'm doing is for God. And therefore, if I have to lay down my life, if God requires the ultimate sacrifice of me, I'm ready to make that sacrifice. I'm ready to be laid down on the altar. Not only was he ready to be laid down, he was joyful in doing so. He said that I joy and rejoice in my sacrifice for the gospel. He would actually rejoice in what God has called him to do. Later in Philippians, we'll see that Paul, the Apostle Paul says that he counted all but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord. Paul counted everything else, all of the other things that are going on, he counted as loss when compared to living a life that is pleasing to the Lord. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul says that um, he is ready to be offered. Do we have that attitude today? Do we have the attitude that whatever God calls us to do, we're ready to be offered and we're willing to make the sacrifice? Are we ready to lay down our lives if necessary for the cause of Christ? If I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all for the same cause. Also, do ye joy and rejoice with me? The second thing I want you to see out of these two verses that we just read is Paul's willingness to be a servant. Now, we talked just a few minutes ago about how the drink offering was poured out after the meat offering. It was there. It was poured out on top or in front of the meat offering, which was considered the main part of the offering. Paul's saying here, I'll be poured out upon your sacrifice. Paul was indicating that his sacrifice would be an accompaniment to the sacrifice that was being made by the Philippians Christians. Now, if anyone in Scripture could point to himself and boast and say, I've made a huge sacrifice for God. It's Paul, right? He had sacrificed his, his body. He had sacrificed, in some cases, probably his mind, his emotions, all of these things. He had been beaten. He had been shipwrecked. He had been left for dead. He had been stoned. He had been on the run for his life. So Paul could say, I've made a better sacrifice than anybody else. But we see here that Paul is saying that he's going to be offered upon, which would indicate that he's more like the drink offering, the accompaniment to the sacrifice that these uh, Philippian Christians had made. Instead of uh, making himself the primary, he made himself the secondary sacrifice and gave the church recognition for their sacrifices for the sake of the gospel. He was a servant. Paul showed humility just like our Lord Jesus Christ showed 
in his willingness to come to earth. Earlier in this in this book, we saw that he was uh, humbled and, and came to earth, and, and he was willing to do that. And then he was obedient, which indicates servanthood. He was obedient to death, even the death of the cross. We look for big opportunities a lot of times. I, won't, I only want to serve when somebody can see me, or I only want to serve when I get to stand up and preach in front of a bunch of people, or when I get to tell a whole lot of people about Christ, or when I get to do this or that, things that are big and things we want to be seen. But God's saying, that's not it. You're missing the point. If we're looking for those big opportunities and that's all we're looking for, we've missed it. God said, if you just give a cup of water to one of my servants, if, if you do it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. What a powerful uh, statement. What a powerful example that we have here in the Apostle Paul and more importantly in our Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes our service and our sacrifice will go unnoticed in the eyes of people here on earth. We are not noticed. We're not recognized. But we can take joy in the fact that even if we make a small sacrifice in the eyes of other people, in the eyes of our Savior, he sees those things. It's not unnoticed. So our challenge for today, are we willing and ready to be sacrificed for the sake of the gospel? Is there not a cause? Verse 18 says, For the same cause also do ye joy and rejoice with me. Paul's saying, Y'all are looking for the same thing. We're trying to spread the gospel here, and we're making sacrifices for the gospel. He's saying that the church can rejoice in the same cause, in the same fact, the cause of the gospel that he is rejoicing in. Paul was ready to be offered, and he was encouraging this church to joy with him in this sacrifice. God may not be asking you to give up your life today for the sake of the gospel as he has in other people's lives throughout the history. But if he calls us to give up our comforts and our homes, our jobs, our security, our health, are we willing to make those sacrifices for the sake of the gospel? Not only are we willing to make those sacrifices, but are we willing to joy in those sacrifices when we're able to lay down something for our Lord for the sake of the gospel? Are we willing to joy in it? Are we willing to rejoice in it as Paul did? Are we humble, just like the example that Paul gives us of Jesus and then himself in the verses that we just read? Are we humble and sacrificing with joy in our hearts? We may not know what's coming tomorrow. God may ask us to give a sacrifice that we may have never expected tomorrow. We don't know what's coming. But we can joy, we can have joy in our hearts, we can rejoice because we know the one who holds tomorrow. We've been talking with the teenagers recently about our futures and God's thoughts towards us are not evil. God's thoughts towards us are good. He wants to give us an expected end. He's not going to ask us to do anything that he's not already done. He gave his life so that we could know him, so that we could have a relationship with him. Are we willing to sacrifice like he was? These verses have been a blessing to me. I hope that you will look at these examples of Paul and our Lord Jesus Christ in these verses and see the example of what we should be. We should be sacrificing for the sake of the gospel, and we should be willing to be a servant as Paul and as Jesus Christ showed us in these verses. 
That's my prayer for me today, and that's my prayer for you. I hope that this has been a blessing to you. As always, if any of us can help you in any way, please let us know. And thank you so much for joining us today in our Listing Lessons at Lunch. See you next time.